Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell, and today we're going to talk about safety. You know, uh, Christmas season unfortunately brings out, um, you know, some people who would rather do harm or take away from you than to give to you. And so we're going to talk about that today with Detective Matt Cotner. He is detective with the Sykeston Department of Public Safety. And Detective Cotner, thanks for joining us on the Talk of Sykeston. No problem. Hey, let's uh, first, I kind of want to talk about you a little bit. You're, you're in law enforcement. How long have you been in law enforcement? Oh, gosh, I guess it's going on 17 years now. What was it that, that drew you to become a police officer? Because, I mean, obviously that's the first step, right? Police officer, then later on detective. Right. right. I guess it sounds kind of cheesy, but, you know, back a long time ago, I think like all officers start out, I kind of wanted to try to make a difference and to help the people I live around and my family. You know, it is funny because uh, – I don't know that I've, I've talked to a police officer who didn't really say something very similar. And re- there just seems to be this, you know, uh, for most anyway, if not all, uh, this sense of just wanting to, you know, protect and to serve, just like, you know, the slogan says. Yeah, it really is. Now, you eventually became a, also, you're a detective now, so eventually you, you decided you wanted to change roles. How did that come about? Um. You know, there was an opening for a general detective. It's a detective that pretty much investigates just about everything at Sykeston. Um, I've been working kind of as one of the crime scene guys, and that spot became available. So I put in for it and tested, interviewed, and got the first spot. What was that transition like going from, you know, basically a beat cop, street, street cop, to detective? It took a little bit of a curve because, you know, when you're on the street, you're go, 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 go to this call, go to that call, got to get done quick. And uh, when you're upstairs in the detective division, you got to think. And, you know, a lot of your investigations may take a year or more, so you kind of got to slow down. So it took a little bit to get used to that slow down mentality. Obviously, there's the foundational um, knowledge every police officer has to have to be a police officer. Is there like other more training that you kind of have to go through to, to be a detective as opposed to a police officer? Yeah, um, I think the way it went for me was I got up there, I kind of figured out my niche or whatever up there, and then once you kind of figure out how you're going to run your career or kind of maybe the cases you um, like, you kind of steer your training that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Does it be, so is it kind of like a, a, I don't know niche is the right word, but almost especially like this detective kind of specializes in this area and this detective specializes in that area kind of thing? Yeah, we all kind of do the same thing, but each one of us enjoys or maybe good at something while another guy is good at this. So we all bring almost about every aspect you can think of to the table. So let's talk about what I want to talk about today, which is safety. And, I, and really, and I, and I mentioned this to you, what spurred me on to have this is because I uh, was almost a victim of being scammed, not once but twice, trying to right. sell something online. And uh, I got people you know, messaging me, and, and one person was like, hey, do you mind mailing it? And through that process, red flags begin to raise, and I was like, this is a scam. And... Then another person, it was the exact same thing. It seemed very legit, uh, but it turned out to, to be a scam. And I know that we probably feel like um, there are more people out there during the holiday season scamming. But, I mean, really, in reality, they're out there all the time looking for people to, to prey on and, uh, uh, you know, to try to, to steal from. Do you all 
in city of Sykes anyway, do you, are you do you see an uptick during the Christmas time, or is it really just all the time? I think it's more all the time. I think during Christmas we see more uh, in person type scams or more in person type thefts. And what happens? And I don't know how you all even are able to investigate something like this because what was happening for me was all done over the internet. It wasn't in person. Right. It was you know messaging me or, or that sort of thing. Has that type of scam? Does that make it harder to investigate, or is it becoming a little bit easier to investigate? Well, they're tough because a lot of times those scammers originate usually outside of Missouri, if not outside of the country. And they'll use different bouncing IP addresses, so it just it's kind of difficult. But like we talked about, it's all common sense. Once you start getting those requests from people wanting to buy or have you ship, I think for the most part, if you just take a step back and look and think about what they're saying, maybe what kind of pictures are on their profile, it, it'll kind of tell on itself. Yeah, one of the things on the first one, what really kind of stood out for me once I started looking at them personally was looking at uh, they were they were going through a different social media uh, to message me and when I went to that page finally I noticed they had like one follower and they were following maybe five and that right. that was one of the first red flags that I saw was looking at their profile right yeah a lot of times those people will uh, they'll set up maybe a different account to run maybe just a handful of scams, close that account, start another one. So, yeah, if if there's not a lot there, there's probably something there, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because that's, that's what I experienced. And the other, some of the other things I, I saw were, you know, uh, a supposed email that was coming to me that showed, you know, that they had uh, sent me the money. And um, the first part of the email address had the right um, money transfer app, if you will, but the last part of the email was a Gmail account, and that was another red flag. I'm like, wait a minute. There's no way this worldwide company is using a Gmail account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, there should be a business name or some type of, you know, something more specific. Yeah. So um, what are some of the steps that someone needs to go through, I guess, it, once if, if, they, if they haven't, you know, as lucky as me, just, you know, figured out before if they do get scammed and lose money like what what are the steps they have to go through in, in order to try to you know have it investigated or try to recover their money is it a long process longer than than you know if it was in person it can be and it can't be um first thing i would say is uh, you know you should always make a police report but if they're if the bad guys have any access or control of any accounts Go ahead and freeze or cancel, shut down any accounts before you contact us because the longer it takes to shut any of that stuff down, the more damage they can do. And so once you make, you know, the police report, just give us any emails, any documents that you have, and we'll just try to take it from there. Yeah. And is it – and I can only assume that yet at some point you've got to contact even some of the social media apps or companies or – um, some of the money transfer companies, uh, are they easy to work with or is it somewhat difficult to work with because, you know, they are large companies and I'm sure that they have all kinds of people calling them about fraud? They're, I mean, they may take a while to get back to you, but most of those sites will have something along the lines of a report a scam or a fraud line or a website. Also, if you contact the uh, or you go to the website, 
the Missouri Attorney General side, there's a report of scam link on there, and they have uh, quite a bit more resources to investigate stuff like that. So sometimes it's best to go to the state, so to speak, rather than than necessarily with local, because essentially you're dealing with a scammer that could be anywhere in the world. Yeah, and the Attorney General's office may have already heard about that particular scam, and they may you know, have some more information about that. You mentioned that in-person seems to increase around this time of the year. What are some of the common things that you see around the holidays that people are doing? Well, you know, there's the porch pirates, like everybody knows about. You know, when you have the packages shipped to your house, your business, and then uh, the thefts from the vehicles. The thefts from the vehicles go up, I think, quite a bit during this time. So what are some things that people can do? I mean, it's, I know the porch pirates, that's really difficult because, you know, FedEx or UPS or whoever, they deliver packages and they just put them on the doorstep and they walk away. Right. It, it, what are some things that people can do to try to protect themselves with those things? Is is there anything they can do? Uh, just know exactly what's in the package. You can get insurance. You can get a signature on delivery. Uh, if you have cameras, maybe instruct a driver to put them in the camera view. Um, if you have trustworthy neighbors, you know, maybe ask them to get your packages when they see the guy pull up. Um, just check on your usual package delivery spot pretty often. You know, the ring doorbell and uh, cameras are becoming uh, very common in around houses these days. Is that helping law enforcement? Oh, yeah, it's totally helping. We've made a few uh, theft cases on those, and not to mention other types of crimes off of those. I've got five ring cameras in my house, and I've become totally reliant on those for a few different things. Wow. that's Yeah, I would say so. And, and <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, you know, it, it is pretty amazing. Um, it, it kind of feels like as we get more tech savvy in our world that it's it's becoming a little bit easier, if not to protect yourself, at least to have something around you know, that shows the burglars or, or the thieves, and maybe it gets solved, whereas, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago even, it probably wouldn't have. Oh, yeah. And the bad guys, they might do a little recon or check out your house. You know, if they see any obvious cameras, they may think twice about it, too. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, is that if you learn about thieves and, and how they how they do things, anything, any roadblock that you can put up in their way uh, is is a good thing, Right. Right. Make yourself a hard hard target, not a soft target. Uh, We're talking with Detective Matt Cotner today, and we're talking about safety. And and I mentioned, you know, it's around the holiday season. It's really important that we're we're protecting ourselves. But really, these are things to keep in mind all the time. And and before the break, uh, Detective Cotner, you were talking about, uh, you know, the ring cameras and those sorts of things and not being a soft target. And you had mentioned how – thefts of things inside vehicles goes up this time of the year and and there's really one simple thing that someone can do to help prevent being having anything stolen out of the vehicle and what's that one thing lock your car doors every day every night yeah it it, it, it's amazing how especially because we're busy this time of the year it just happens you think you lock it and you don't but that one thing can really stop someone from, from rummaging right. through your vehicle. And not to say it doesn't happen, but generally uh, the thieves, they don't like to break windows or force entry into cars because it makes noise and it can wake people up. So they're looking for those unlocked car doors. They can just pop in real quick, get out, and take whatever they can. 
Well, you know, it's interesting, too, because uh, when I was growing up, if you had a car alarm, that was like a luxury item. But th- oh, yeah. But today, I mean, most cars have one kind of built in, and that's kind of made, you know, that deterrent of either stealing the vehicle or things inside the vehicle. That's helped, I got to think. So, um, and I, I did say that I'm kind of my neighbors think I'm crazy because I every night I'm double checking to make sure, and so I'm, I'm I'm hitting that clicking that clicker twice to hear the hear the uh, the car horn. But you said that even if your vehicle's in the garage, uh, it's still a good idea to lock your vehicles in the garage. Right, that's what we do at my house. I may not do it every night, but if it's in the garage, I usually try to lock it too. But if it's outside, it's definitely locked. Now, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit when it comes to um, safety. And you and I talked about this, um, you know, earlier today before we went on the air. And there were some things on social media flying around, um, you know, about a possible uh, sex trafficking thing that was happening in Sykeston. That was kind of not really unfounded, but not, you know, maybe the story wasn't exactly the way that um, people thought um, it had happened. But still, sex trafficking is still... um, really important issue to talk about not for me who has a daughter that lives in a major city in kentucky and even my son who's in a major city in missouri i talk about safety all the time and just i want to touch base on this a little bit at least the importance of you know women protecting themselves what are some things that women or even men to a certain extent need to be looking for when they are out or need to go out and what are some things they can do to keep themselves safe you know, maybe just keep your head on the swivel. Just, and not, I'm not saying be on guard, you know, the whole time, but at least just take a little few looks around and maybe not walk with your phone in your face. Maybe put your phone down for a couple of seconds, look around real quick, get out or get in your car, whatever the case may be. And it is funny, um, you know, inattention is becoming a, uh, you know, major reason for traffic accidents. And the phone, unfortunately, is a big, big part of that. But also, that inattention when you're walking out of a store or your apartment building or your home—that's a—that's a major issue too, because you really need to know, like, what's happening around you, right? Right, and you know, also too, if you don't have anyone with you, maybe call somebody and just have them on the phone while you walk. Actually, our daughter does that. She FaceTimes us sometimes when it's if it's okay. late, and she's walking into her to her apartment. And I, I appreciate that. And I always tell her, I don't care what time it is. You, yeah. you call me. You FaceTime me. I I don't care because you know, save it's it's just such a big deal. It seems like, um, and, and maybe that's because we're just spotlighting it more. But you know, sex trafficking is is a major topic of discussion around our country and in law enforcement um, that people are paying a lot more attention. to. Do you do you see that? The attention being paid to it? Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So um, let's go back to uh, safety during the holidays. And I know we talked about cameras and, and that sort of things. What are some things that people can also do to prevent break-ins within the home? I don't, we really haven't touched on that. We touched on the, on the cars and the cameras outside the home. But what about inside the home? Uh, what are some things that people can do to protect themselves from getting uh, broken into? You know, specifically during the holidays, I'd say uh, I know everybody likes to leave their Christmas trees on at night, but I would say maybe think about turning them off at night when you go to bed. Um, same thing for the cars. Make sure your doors and windows are locked. Um, maybe leave some outside lights on because if you know, the bad guys feel that they're being watched, they may not check your house. 
just I think the basic common sense security type stuff. No, I've heard, and and we we have one, but I I have heard that if if you have a dog, um, and that dog is prone to barking if somebody comes near the house, that it actually acts as a deterrent for thieves. Oh yeah, they don't know what kind of dog is on the other side of that wall. It could be a terrifying, dangerous dog, or it could just be a little chihuahua or something. So yeah, we'll totally <laughs> probably back off. Yeah, if it keeps, I don't care if it's Chihuahua or not. If it keeps them away from my house, I don't care. Let it, let yeah. let them, uh, let them, let them bark. Well, right. uh, detective, uh, we really appreciate the time on the show. If if people have uh, any kind of question or if they um, are seeking more information, what what would you suggest? Where can they go to learn more about how to protect themselves? Any thoughts on that? Um, a quick Google search will take you to all kinds of places if you just type in how to like uh, holiday fraud or christmas time security or how to not be a victim or you can call us at the Sykeston police department you know if you got an email that looks kind of funny like we talked about we'd be happy to come out or you can bring a copy of it up or something and we can give it a second eye about it hey before I let you go, I just I just thought about this because you, I, I mean obviously if you're part of the Sykes Department of Public Safety at some point you're also a firefighter, and um, there are a few things that you can do to prevent fire on the holidays. I mean it's cold; people are starting their fires. Maybe they didn't clean out their chimney or whatever. Right. How how important is it for every home to have some type of fire extinguisher in it when those things occur? Oh, very important. And not only having the fire extinguishers, but knowing where they are. Oh, because I some... think a lot of times people will shove them in a closet somewhere, and they may not know where they are. I forgot where they put them. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm guilty of. Uh, <laughs> having people yeah. over my house this weekend, I was looking for something everywhere in my house, and and I and I remembered I put it somewhere that I would forget. Right. You know yeah. that that sort of thing. But I did want just want to bring that up real quick because um, you know. It's horrible having to fire any time of the year, but, you know, it seems like it just feels a little worse when it's around the holidays. And uh, fire prevention, really, really big deal. And, and, uh, again, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking with me today about safety. And uh, thanks for protecting and serving our community. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you. It was a good time. And thank you for joining us on the Talk of Sykeston. Heard every Saturday morning at 6.30 and every Sunday afternoon at 5.30 on KSIM and KZIM. This is the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell.